picture. I would love to see it as a T-shirt. And a second later, a bot came up and made it into a shirt. So it just like negates that fucking NFT. <laughs> <sighs> Well, are we all tested out, Shim? Yeah, no, we're tested. We're actually recording. Yeah, so I want to take this moment to welcome everyone to a special uncaged episode of Caging Greatness. So one of our normal episodes at this rate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the Nick Cage episode. The Nick Cage podcast where the Nick Cage episodes are the special episodes. So, I mean, with us doing it, they're all special episodes. I mean, yeah. It's more special because it's like a special occasion when we finally get around to watching them. <laughs> It's like, right. you will not dare knock out my entire catalog. <laughs> yeah, like, what's the rush, people? Why are we going to burn God. through this material? Like, where's the Where's fire? the cage stuff? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Calm down, okay? Hey, we the do- cage ain't going nowhere. <laughs> and also, yep. we do what we want. Yeah, yeah, we do. What we, want. This, we would like to remind you this is a free podcast. <laughs> yeah, none of you fuckers have bought any merch lately at tpublic.com slash user slash caging greatness. So well, I don't want to hear shit. Well, obviously, the reason why they're not buying it is because you haven't been plugging it as much. Well, I mean, I, I put commercials in several episodes. Yeah, but you have to say it too. You can't just let the commercial do all the legwork. Look, just because I didn't say. Buy our merch at tpublic.com slash user slash Cajun Greatness doesn't mean that people are forgetting to buy our merch at tpublic.com slash user slash Cajun Greatness. So what, what the audience doesn't realize is that we have uh, engineered a Pavlovian response that <laughs> every time they you say that, that triggers a, a thought in their head like, maybe I should get that. Either that or they just drool constantly. <laughs> it's one or the other. I feel like it's Pavlovian and they just changed to a different, better podcast. <laughs> I wonder what Nerdist is doing. Just flip over. But anyway, welcome to this special episode. Uh, We spun the wheel what feels like three years ago. Yeah, it was probably about, (laughs) what, a month ago? Oh, it was longer than that, I think. Yeah, we sort of like four-scheduled this one. Yeah, like fucking (laughs) time is fake. But appointments Uh, are real. Yeah, unfortunately. And today uh, we're discussing... Uh, something that, that Jonathan had us watch, and he's going to sort of take the lead on this because I'm filled to the brim with visceral hatred. So, yeah. Jonathan, Yeah, please. leave it to Shimmy to just fucking, like, say how much he hates it even before we start recording. Well, well, that, well, that, well that is very uh, Shim. He'll just sort of give an unprompted, unsolicited negative opinion on something. That's not accurate. Uh, we had the receipts and receipts for the show. <laughs> It's never unprompted or unsolicited. Uh, uh. Jonathan, what are we? What, what did we do today? So I chose for us to watch, and now I'm kind of wondering if I pro- if I should have done it at all. It's 1973's "The Holy Mountain" by Ollie Holy Diver. See his stripes, but you know he's clean. <laughs> oh, don't you see? Okay, we're not doing that. Um, Why not? I, 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 I hear the uh, the Apple Podcast uh, security drones beating on our door. <laughs> so yeah, the Holy Mountain. Uh, I I don't know where to begin with this. This movie. We'll begin where the inspiration came as to why this was your pick for this particular episode. And then you go around and ask us our rating. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it was between. Or do whatever the fuck you want. How about yeah, that? Like it's, it's yeah, it's your episode. Have fun. Do whatever. <laughs> well, what, what sort of gave me the idea was, you, you know, the first movie I picked when it was my turn to 
pick was a uh, hot rod. Yes. The Andy Samberg movie. And that movie is not good, but I really fucking enjoy it. Uh, so that's one end of the spectrum. I'm into some weird ass fucking art movies too. So I was like, I was between this and another movie and the other movie. I know Pat has seen and I think Justin has seen. So I was like, all right, we'll introduce something that's fresh to everybody this and <laughs> Wait, what, this. what was the other one? Uh, Mulholland Drive. Oh yeah, no, I've seen that. Okay, so um, I dig that movie. Really? Yeah. No, I like Mulholland Drive. Now that is surprising. That, that is honestly like one well, of my favorite movies. I'm a sucker for noir in general, oh, and it's yeah. very noir, even if it is like sort of a mind fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I still haven't knocked that one off the list either. It's not yeah. a bad one. I wanted yeah. to. Um, because I, I was for unsolicited hatred. Fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I like my ratings are usually higher than yours. Fuck all of you. That is true. And uh, yeah, but like a like a movie that's on that has done nothing to you makes you just at a moment's notice. For instance, the other night we were waiting on Dynamite, and um, I may have said this before. I love Man of Steel. It's my favorite Superman movie, and I will not fucking apologize for it. We we already have a Batman discourse episode on the wheel. Do we need to add Superman, too? We're literally at the end of this film. I mean, and we're not even watching it. We're waiting on wrestling to start. And then you would have thought fucking... Somebody just shit in Justin's mouth, okay? <laughs> they did. It was Zack Snyder several times. Oh, God. Point being, unsolicited, you were bitching right before wrestling started about a movie that we weren't even watching. <laughs> well, you were watching and choosing to be angry about it. And, and the thing is... Jimmy, it's just a movie. It can't hurt you. It did hurt me quite a bit. Thank you. And, and the thing is, I, I am not a fan of God, Jason Momoa wasn't even in it. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, fine. If it's going to be a shit on Justin party, let's go ahead and get out of the way now. I mean, it could be if you want. Oh, it's actually really surprising. <laughs> this isn't our review of Holy Mountain. It's actually the roast of Justin. There's a it's camera. Great. There's ah! a camera. <laughs> fantastic because my self-esteem isn't low enough. Oh. So, yeah, I, I first saw this movie probably like three or four years ago because <laughs> – the reputation of this movie precedes it being just but the fuck insane. And I forgot how much of this movie I didn't remember. Oh, man. (laughs) Because I was in such shock watching it the first time. Like, by the time we got to the dude with the tiger tits (sighs) shooting milk out, (laughs) my brain had was fried. But I was like, you know what? I enjoy this. So, uh, but what did what did you give it? <laughs> the thing is, is oh. on this time, I'm like, it is either a ten or a like half star, <laughs> and I don't know because I there. It's one of those things where I'm like, I can completely understand why people fucking hate this movie. But it's something about it just, like, clicks in my stupid brain. But enough about me. I'm going to go around the room, get everyone else's reaction, starting with Pat, who's most likely to be on my side. Uh, th- this is the 
Technically, was it the, this is the third Yodorowsky movie we watched. Yeah, because we watched El Topo at the beginning of the year and then Santa Sangre right after that. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, I do think it's a nice little bookend that El Topo was the first movie I watched this year and Holy Mountain is now the hundredth movie I've seen this year. Oh, so I have completed my hundred movie challenge. Although... <laughs> Uh, I am still far from done. There's still plenty more movies to be watched this year. Yes. Um, I do, it's a nice little bit of synchronicity there. Um, I do, I will say I, I did have a very different like experience from, from, from watching Santa Sangre and El Topo versus Holy Mountain. Not to say I disliked it. I do feel there's a lot of really like striking imagery that I really loved. There's a lot of just like interesting little concepts. <coughs> I loved how it could be like really just opaque with what it wants to say and interpretive. And sometimes it's just like literally telling you what their mm-hmm. point is. Um, so I did appreciate him kind of running that gamut there. I think to me, for me, the biggest weakness of the, of the film is that it's, kind of just runs a little too long like if they just made yeah. it like 90 minutes or like an hour i feel like it would have had the same impact but i do kind of feel like it was running out of steam as it was going on and i totally get that because i i will get into it when we talk about it later but i think the latter half of the movie is weaker than the first half yeah and it is kind of just all over the place uh, but I will say, um, I think I'm sitting in a three and a half. Like, All right. there's definitely some stuff I kind of feel like, oh, that's kind of like so-so. But, like, I think there's some genuine stuff in there that I did appreciate, you know. And that's going to be very different, as you will find out. But, um, yeah, three and a half. I think it's, you know, solid. All right, canon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I could feel the hatred from here. Uh, boy, did I try. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, not too long ago, we watched the documentary on this uh, fella. Uh, well, how do you say his name again? Hodorowski. Hodorowski. Okay. The, the documentary being like the sort of exploration of what happened to his version of Dune. Yeah, it was, it, the title of the documentary is called Hodorowsky's yeah. Dune. It was like a, a little uh, peek behind the curtain on how this guy's brain operates. Uh, I know after watching that documentary, I remember telling Pat and Jonathan that I had interest in watching El Topo. Yeah. Uh, which was before this, correct? It, it was the movie right before this. Yeah. Okay. And I will say El Topo is very different from this one. It's it, it's a little it's, more semblance of a narrative. Yeah, it's, it is similar, of course, by the same guys. So it's going to be like some wiggly yeah. wobbly, but like it is more constrained. Uh, as much as I appreciate how a balls to the wall uh, he went in this film. And how did I know he was going to be in it, too? <laughs> yeah. he, he features well, his, I think they, they showed clips from the movie in the documentary. I, I didn't remember seeing him in it, to, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, you, you don't remember the scene with the golden turd in the documentary? <laughs> <laughs> no. Because <laughs> the thing is, is like if you have not seen this movie and you try to descri- hear someone describe it, you sound like a crazy person. 
Oh, it it. I will say, was it? This was a Blu-ray, correct? Yes. It's yeah. like fully restored and whatnot. Uh, I will say, there were some really cool, interesting, and intriguing shots. The frog battle was kind of interesting to me. That had me <laughs> chuckling for a hot second. <laughs> However. I'm going to say this definitely wasn't for me, per se. We'll definitely get into why. Uh, I'm just going to give it a star. (laughs) (laughs) And Justin. Round round us off, Shem. Yeah, what's up? (laughs) Oh, no. We kind of already know, but just give us a little. I did happen to see a little peek, Ski Mazel. It was half a star. It was pretentious horse shit. (laughs) (laughs) I hated every second of this. It made me physically angry. (laughs) I've never seen a movie that could be so intentionally obtuse while also being problematically obvious and self-indulgent at the same goddamn time. I hated it. I hated it. (laughs) So the nicest thing I can say is that for a movie from 1973, this Blu-ray restoration looked pristine. It looked lovely. So kudos to the technical engineers that, (laughs) that sat through this slog of bullshit, quote unquote cinema to make it look pretty. There were also one or two moments where I thought the music was okay. I felt the music was kind of sparse in certain places. Yeah, like yeah. there were one or two times where there were like a song was playing. I was like, oh, that's a pretty fun little beat. That's a fun little tune. Yeah. But everything else, I hated. <laughs> I hated it so goddamn much. <laughs> this has ruined my day. <laughs> like I like I said before the show, after it was over, I'm like, I am so sorry for making y'all sit through this. I mean, because I like. I remember this movie being batshit insane, but I do not remember it being this batshit You insane. definitely become more aware <laughs> of the movie's strengths or weaknesses when you show it to someone else. Yeah, versus, like, because I, I was just watching it by myself the first time. Well, because, like, I, I feel like this is something that always comes up when we have, like, a, you know, choice episode. Mm-hmm. You, you show a movie that you're particularly fond of, but you have no goddamn idea if anyone else would be receptive to it. It's like, a gamble. Yeah. It is it's always a fucking like, gamble. I thought when we were watching Guyver's like, this must be the most boring horseshit <laughs> these fellows have ever watched. Uh, and they, they were fairly receptive to it, I from what that, I recall. Yeah. No. Well, I, I didn't expect Showdown in Little Tokyo to be the one that everyone enjoyed most of the Lundgren films. You know what? Same. Yeah, like, <laughs> and that was the one that was added last minute. Too. Yeah, yeah, it's it somehow had slipped my mind before. So, oh God, I got to show him Showdown in Little Tokyo. Yes, thank you for that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Back to hating everything <laughs> untoward. Uh, this oh. movie, I hate it. I can't. Ex- I would rather watch the fanatic twice in a row than ever watch any frame of this bullshit ever again. Oh, I did that. Wow. Well, not in a row. I mean back to fucking back. (laughs) I would rather watch Left Behind again. Which we were going to have to do. I've seen Left Behind. No. (laughs) That movie's... I mean, we're going to have to watch that one eventually. Yeah. That is on the docket regardless of what happens. I I do wonder what the circumstances would be where we would plan that. Like, What's going to be like the thinking behind it? Oh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I know Ken Logan said he wants to join us for that one. 
He's also going to be joining us for Vampire's Thank Kiss you. next week. Hell yeah. So it should be a good time. I, I, I have a question. Okay. What, what, what brought um, this director on your radar in the first place? Okay, so I like I, I I started getting some more like experimental art cinema, and you know you get like your David Lynch's and whatnot. And this guy came up a lot, spe- uh, especially uh, when I was looking into the Midnight Movie uh, movement in the mid to late seventies, because this guy basically started that with with El Topo, mm-hmm. and uh, it was this. He only made like probably one other film before this, uh, and they he started putting it in the uh, distributing it to the Elgin Theater in New York, and it was this like kind of art cinema. Yeah, uh, this is where Eraserhead, uh, Pink Flamingos, movies like that got their start. <laughs> uh, El Topo, uh, you know, like after word of mouth goes around does really well. Yeah. So much so that fucking John Lennon and Yoko Ono were like, you know what? This guy. (laughs) So, uh, John Lennon, I think he bought like the like final cut of the movie, like the actual print. Yeah. Uh, took it out of the theater and then, you know, and he was going to distribute it to like a mainstream audience. And then obviously it didn't do well because I, because this man is criminally insane. Uh, Hodorowski or John Lennon? <laughs> yes. Uh, both. <laughs> yes. Yes. I had to clarify. <laughs> uh, Trick question. <laughs> and actually, all the Beatles really loved El Topo. So John Lennon got on the phone with his manager and was like, all right, whatever this guy does next, you're going to fund it. So the Beatles bankrolled uh, Holy Mountain? Basically... And really? Yeah. That, that's why, it, one, it looks as good as it does, and how just elaborate the sets are was because, you know, you have the fucking Beatles behind you. I will say, like, I feel like the, the set work and sort of the prop mechanics, I feel like even if you weren't, like, <laughs> engaged by the plot, um, I feel like that is, what plot? That is something <laughs> you, you could probably, like, lean on as, like, the, a technical strength of it, because I do feel like... One of the best shots and one of the best sets, I think, is like when the thief slash Christ character goes up into the tower and he sees like this rainbow tunnel. Oh yeah! At the I feel like that's a very striking scene and and like just like the general scale of the sets is really just sort of yeah one impressive and two it really sort of like adds to like the the uncomfortable nature of it because you just see like these giant. Enclosures like you kind of feel like you're even though you're looking down it is like you're trapped in it as well or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or or like the the shots where it does the little spinny thing. And, and apparently they like that's a technical term in the business, the spinny thing. Spinny. Spinny. You know what I mean? I was I remember seeing that just thinking that was the coolest fucking shit ever. Yeah. But uh so Beatles more or less bankroll the Holy Mountain. And originally George Harrison was supposed to be the main character. Okay. You, you want to know why he didn't take the part? What he took objection to? What was the one thing he oh. said? No, no, ma'am. Out of everything in this movie? Out of everything in this movie. Oh. Did he read the script? Yeah. That's, a, that's why he there, wanted there, there was one thing in particular 
Uh, the monkey or ape? Too much monkey. Not enough ape. <laughs> <laughs> Not fucking enough George chimpanzee. George was like, it, I'm putting this in my contract. I want this fucking monkey look, in every look, fucking scene. You have our money. You're going to put that goddamn ape in every scene or I fucking walk. Look, Sprightly and Chim Chim are very important to this movie's plot. <laughs> Look, if you if you were to take this movie, you take the lady and you take the ape just in the rowboat and have the movie be their misadventures, I'm here all day for that. <laughs> just skip the rest of the shit. Yeah, so you Give th- me the weird sets and the ape and the lady and I'm down. Yeah, cause, uh, we call yeah. that the, uh, the shimmy cut. It's like the road cut. <laughs> Holy Mountain, the Shimmy Edition. It'll be five minutes, and it'll have... (laughs) Release the Shimmy Cut. It'll have the Benny Hill theme behind it, and that's it. But yeah, the the single thing, the single thing he just would not do, he would not let Hodorowski wash his ass. That was the deal breaker. That was the deal breaker. (laughs) Couldn't even get a stunt ass? I mean... Well, well, the thing is, is like, Hodorowski later was like, I should have just given in and just put a stunt person there but he was he was just like my vision oh you mean he was a pretentious asshat i mean oh yeah my i guess i was close my guess was gonna be uh that part where the dude literally like put his finger in a dude's bum yeah that happened i, I don't think that would have been i would have been somebody else's bum <laughs> <laughs> what, what it's like to say, it's like what if we had an interactive <laughs> art exhibit but there's just like <laughs> Ass everywhere, and he's like, "Hey, you get touch the boobs, finger the ass, like everything is naked in this movie." Yep, I, I forgot how many everything. Fucking, I forgot how many fucking dicks and tits were in this movie. I'm like, did my brain just fry that hard watching it the and first look, time? Like, I'm gonna say something like, controversial. Okay, <laughs> I love boobs. I do. Whoa, I do. take it easy. <laughs> I still hate this movie. <laughs> that many boobs, not enough, not enough to sway me at all. Well, this is also like the seventies, so like the the nudity, the nudity isn't flattering either. And plus, like I'm sure that's by design as well. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's art. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to start. No, no, no. Just, uh, let's just go. Uh, start at the beginning. Fuck it. And I will say, like, before we get into major discussions, we're going to have to play Cannon's favorite game, Guess Who's Problematic. (laughs) Oh, no. And uh, the thing is, is, like, I like Hodorowski's movies. I do not like him as a person. Yeah. And, And that Dune documentary made me loathe him. Yeah. Mostly because, like, it's like, okay, like, I get how people could see these movies as pretentious, but there's still enough that speaks to me where I'm like, okay, yeah, I see that. How you know? You, you, you see some method to the madness. You, you, uh, yeah, like there's some like cromulent point to be made, but he he's just, he's actually the like he's just playing himself in this movie. Yeah. Uh, if you couldn't <laughs> fucking tell, and, and I was just like, I I respect your work, sir. I would not want to spend any time with him because no. didn't you, 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 I mean, we were speaking privately about the lead up to the watching this that the producer that was assigned by John Lennon to to sort of oversee the film like they had just like a very tempestuous relationship over the course of the film. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> needless to say, they had a falling out. Um, 
It's like, what? You want a fucking hippo? What the fuck? <laughs> I need you to go to the New York Zoo and lend out every single animal yeah. for individual shots. But m- most of the worst stuff, or the most of the stuff that he's problematic for was the stuff that was done with El Topo, which that movie was, let's just say, not ethically made. Uh, and, and like, during, like, the promotion, he said he... Uh, He said he raped one of the actresses, like like on camera, like on in the shot. And later he was like, "Yo, that was kind of mega fucked, and that actually didn't happen." And like, we don't know where the woman who was playing in that movie is, so we can't know. Uh, I mean, at this point, I mean, I guess I believe him because he he also said he raped Frank Herbert in the documentary. So he's very fond, uncomfortably so, with that word. Like, just very, like, charged language. And, like, yeah, that's kind of, like, his, like, part and parcel as, like, this, like, provocateur, like, making these intentionally upsetting images. Yeah. And, like, I would say there's a time and a place for, like, in, 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 intentionally unseating your audience. Yeah. But, of course, like, there is a... a there's a right way and a wrong way to do that there, like, yeah. like, like, I, I would say probably one of the points that would uh, off kilters of people is like they're in one of the hallucinogenic sequences there's like a dog fight yeah, yeah like I was like I forgot about that I do not remember that I was like I was like I hope that's fake or um, there's uh, what was it um, like underage nudity like there's a lot of like yeah. children and like teenagers that while they're not necessarily in, like, sexually explicit things, they're already, you know, just, it's open nudity. Yeah, and so, like, be cautious before you go into this movie. Also, this movie is just definitely not for everyone. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll get into the <laughs> potatoes of this movie. So, I guess how it's structured whatever structure there is, is it's mainly into three giant chunks. Have like the intro section, the middle part where it goes through all the people and the planets and shit who run the world. And then like the trek up the Holy mountain. Uh, I I just want to like, then the first part, because that's like, there's hardly any dialogue. It's, Probably where some of the more striking imagery is, it's like a assault on the senses. I, I just want to know, like, as this movie was like revving up, what what was going through y'all's head, other than Justin being like, "What the fuck? I hate this." It's like smoke, the like smoke was filling the room from Jim's like little brain fire. <sighs> Yeah, no, from, like, the first five minutes, the phrase that kept repeating in my head was pretentious rat fuckery. Uh, I, I knew what I was getting into, but <clears throat> it just kept becoming more of what I knew that I was getting into. <laughs> you were just like, wait. Oh, oh, he, 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 they, they were not wrong when they said that it was... Like, there was this, like, weird, like strange transition like there's this group of people outside 
and then there's this woman walks up to see what's happening and then this guy in a gas mask i'm assuming is like a guard or whatever just grabs the woman and then it's like just gingerly like puts her against the wall she's like i guess okay with it i suppose and he's just having his way with her in front of God and everybody. And this is, like, very early on in the film, this too. This is, like, first five, like, first ten minutes. And now I was just like, all right, it's art. Let's go, I suppose. <laughs> uh, and and then it just kept going. It just, like, like I said, like, like, the, like sets and, like, some of the shots were fantastic. Some of the things they decided to do with those shots, however, you know, <laughs> is just, I'm like, you know what? That was a choice. Was <laughs> those are, those a choice. are several choices. And it's like, uh, going back to the documentary, uh, if, if I remember correctly, this guy wanted to do Dune without actually finishing the book, correct? <clears throat> like, is that, is I, that I true? I believe so. I, I don't know. I think he read it, bef- like, eventually, but he was just like... I want to do Dune. And they were like, okay, have you read the book? No. <laughs> like, he just caught the vibe super hard and just like, let me do it, man. Let me do it. It's like, I'm ready to go. This is like almost in the same vein. It was like, you know what? I read like 10 pages of the Bible and I'm just going to make the rest of it up. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> essentially. And gigs. Essentially, yeah. Like I saw a Spider-Man cover once. I think I'm good to go. <laughs> I'll, I'll do, I think that'd be pretty fun. Like someone just, someone who has no fucking concept of Spider-Man <laughs> makes a Spider-Man movie just looking off like an old light silver age cover that would be fun <coughs> oh man nobody got my <laughs> spider-man bit while we we're watching the movie though i didn't hear it all right there's a moment in the film where uh he uh, goes there's a long ass shot where he's going scaling up this wall uh, you know the tower right as he's leading up to the rainbow hole <sighs> Oh, oh, you're like, oh, it's Spider-Man. It's just like, <laughs> it's like, see, I thought we were going to make a reference to, to like the whole Adam West Batman where they were like I climbing mean, up the side of the wall, but his Robin is the quadruple amputee man or or man with a birth defect where he has no limbs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I. It's like... It, it, it's all coming back to me. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking uh, cannons, just like trauma. In my like, brain. are we friends? Are you a demon? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was just like what? Uh, yeah, a lot of this section was very much like, you, you know, easily like the guy is painted as a Christ allegory. Yeah, obviously. I mean, the mean we were actually making uh, crucifix from his naked body. God, what? Oh, oh, oh yeah, where they they. Literally, uh, just copy paste as, and, and you notice it was a Roman guards that were doing it. So, like the Roman Catholic Church mass producing Christianity, it calls the Toad War that we saw beforehand. Yeah, I mean, because you know, like, I mean, like, there's like some stuff he's trying to say, and I mean, it's not like hidden in any regard. Like, you know, how no. the church and you know, the and their greed, they sort of mass produced, you know. The, the image of Christ to make money and to make themselves fat and happy and sort of like belittling, you know, the Christ sacrifice, whether you believe it or not. It's just like making, you know, like basically just it's like they're re-killing him over and over again to, to like them make this image. Yeah, and then he when he sees it, he, he freaks out and that is kind of what 
starts him on his journey to try to seek enlightenment, I guess. And there's a moment where he literally reenacts, like, you know, the money changing in the temple Bible story where he chases uh, out the oh, yeah. the fat cats. God, I mean, I, I'm glad you said what you said about the Beatles bankrolling this shit because it all makes sense now. I mean, that was the one shot with all, like, the, I guess, uh, replicas of him in that room. Mm-hmm. That's when I was just like, damn, they did have some money to throw at this, didn't they? Yeah. I feel like the Holy Mountain is probably the closest we'll ever get to knowing what his doing would have been like because if he, if he just had just near unlimited fund and just like carte blanche to do whatever the fuck he wanted. Yeah, like I want I kind of want to live in the ver- universe where he got to make Dune, but also that shit was going to be 14 hours and yeah. I'm like uh uh-uh, uh I'm no. not 20 hour Ain't Dune. With that. <laughs> he was like 90 minutes Fuck you! I want it to be twenty hours. <laughs> I want it to be a literal day, like twenty consecutive hours. None of this miniseries bullshit. <laughs> he, he's just like, honestly, I think that's reasonable. I was originally going to go for a week straight. <laughs> they talked me down to twenty hours. They talked me down to twenty hours. <laughs> oh man! But you know, there's a little toad battle which. Is representing the conquest of the Americas. Yeah, because, you know, the Spanish conquistadors, they're kind of like the Nazis before the Nazis. Yeah, and I didn't re- realize that one of the guys was in a Nazi uniform who was, like, showing this. Because he was the, he was the ringleader. He was like, like a fucking know. top hat with a swastika on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, wow, we're... We're going there. Okay. Like the Mad Hatter. I mean, I, I, get, was I, I, get where, I get what you're going for, but... Hell, uh, uh, whatever. Uh, and, and I think, like, you know, seeing it, like, as funny as it is, just seeing these toads just flopping around, you know, you have the Nazi guy who was, they were infamous for propaganda. Like, having the toads is, like, sort of downplaying what actually happened until, like, the blood starts running down the fake pyramids and shit. See, I, I sound like a crazy person. No, this this all happened. Like yeah, we, yeah. we all watch the same thing. There's like this little like toads and like uh horny and horny toads like dressed up like like little Mayan warriors and little Spanish conquistadors and, and monks and are just like heaped onto this diorama. <laughs> like one yeah. of them couldn't even hop because his poor little robe was too long for him, man. Feel like, bad. I specifically asked for a toad small. This is a toad medium. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, like, it's, like, especially that first part is just, like, sort of assault of images. And for some reason, my mind just kind of fabricated that it felt more, like, linear than it did. And then I was like, oh, no, this movie's all over the fucking place. I mean, you can definitely tease out a narrative, like, you know, that the the Jesus, like, thief is being exploited by this one religious group and it's like I don't like any of this I'm going to go to this other you know sage figure and see if I can't do better for myself and like yeah. that kind of skip starts this whole other wild like rambling journey yeah like I feel like a lot of this movie is a, a reaction to the hippie movement because a lot of like what like especially the alchemist says is very like new agey you know, trying to, you know, they're going to reject the family values of the 50s and create the counterculture. 
but then the counterculture gets co-opted and then they the company start making weapons for Christians, Jews, and Buddhists. <laughs> well, there's literally a fucking Buddhist statue with a fucking revolver poking through it, and a menorah and, gun, and a the, crucifix pistol. God, I, re, I re, that that's one of the strongest things I remember from the movie is just that image of like we got all types of weapons for Jews, <laughs> Buddhists, and oh Christians, God. and it's literally just like a fucking crucifix on top of the barrel. I I, 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 I do appreciate how. He is like blunt with some of his messages. Some of it is yeah. more like obtuse. I, mean, I feel like you sometimes you can't. If there's something you want to say, what, whether whether you feel like uh, he did it, he went about the right way. I do feel like there's sometimes there, there's a, you know, you can't afford to be subtle with what you're yeah. trying to say. You just have to kind of be blunt with it. And, and especially a lot of the stuff in the movie that is very blunt is a lot of the stuff that. It is the more political messaging of the show, which I, or show the movie that, and I, that's what I think needs to be blunt. That way, you're not mis- unintentionally misinterpreted. Because, like, one of the stronger points of the film, I thought, was during one of the planetary segments where it has like the Mars vignette, where it has like, oh, uh, this is the the war manufacturing, and then how, like you said, the sort of revolutionary resistance counter like counterculture is co opted. And how like even that even people who are generally part of resistance movements and like protest movements in a lot of ways they're still just bodies, yeah, to be exploited in certain regard. You know, you you, you need bodies to win wars, whether it's like, whether in a protest, whether in your like just evil army, and like people are people one way or the other are going to be used up for like other people's you know goals. And whether or not you sort of wrap yourself in a, in a different clause, you know, at the end of the day, people get hurt and exploited because of it. Yeah, like uh, the whole, like, we're creating a drug that creates delusions of grandeur, like, and, like, people are running on their bayonets. And, and I guess I must have had a sick sense of humor because I thought, like, especially this chunk of the movie, which was the planetary segments... I thought some of that shit was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I mean, I got some good chuckles, especially the fucking menorah gun. <laughs> and, and that's the thing is, like, th- this guy, he got his start in, like, theater in France with, like, the surrealist there. So there's this clear, like, lineage. Uh, it, you know, it, however you want, like... how. You don't have to like what he's doing, but at the same time, you know what you know. He's going in with every single shot, having some sort of I like. I'm going to do this. This is going to communicate this to the audience. I feel like he's purposeful in what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Whether or not anyone else realizes what he's doing or saying is an entirely different story. But I feel like he had a plan in his head, and then he put it to film and. By God, he did that. Uh, yeah, he did. And it's, a, it's like the very opening shot is uh, um, a person like folding up I get what appears to be like a handkerchief or something like that, just like yeah. constantly just fiddling around with it. And I'm just sitting there thinking, I was like, you know, knowing what I know about this guy, there is reasoning behind every little fold, crease, and crevice in that napkin right now. And, and, and like... <laughs> It wasn't until this time I saw, like, all the references to the tarot, too. 
which he even restored like an old like traditional tarot deck. Yeah, because I remember like seeing some of the tarot. Like I don't recognize the imagery on some of those. I mean, there, there might be like an other like like esoteric version mm-hmm. of because the tarot is a very old thing anyway. So there can be a lot of different interpretations of it. So I was like, there's a dude coming out of an egg. There's a like a flaming lips speaking like laser beams, and then like a Kabbalah. Like in a man and woman human centipede on a table. I was like, I must have missed that one. <laughs> I also think that this documentary made it known that this guy also really loves his drugs, right? Well, yes and no. <laughs> like he's his philosophy on it is if psychedelics, if drugs will help you to self improvement or enlightenment, go for it, but don't rely on them. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think like. Even like especially in this movie with the one, I think it was actually like in the later in the movie when they're at the little town before the holy mountain. Yeah, that to like distract them, and the one guy is like, "Oh, all you need is LSD, and this will <laughs> and, and mescaline." Yeah, and just like Jesus Christ. So like the, uh, he has like his little like commentary and like you know. Drugs aren't the end all be all. Yeah, but they're not like inherently bad. Yeah, because <laughs> like how the story go in the documentary, like he he, like I, the guy was willing to do it. I will say he's like, oh yeah, fuck it. So he he did it, and then he was literally just like him and the director were staring at each other for like a few minutes, and then all of a sudden the director goes, okay now, and then apparently the director somehow triggered the effects. Of the drug that he just took, and now he's seeing shit everywhere. Because like one of the guys that Yudarowski was trying to court for the Doom movie, um, kind of like, yeah, let, let's talk and let's hash it out. Emphasis on the hash. He gave him like a blunt, and like this is some wacky shit, and uh, he smoked it. And it's like, okay, I'm I'm feeling a little goose. And then like like almost on command, he like activated this super hallucinogenic moment for him. And then he, when he came back to uh, to himself, it's like, you know what? Sure. <laughs> Let's make this movie together. And, and that, that's yeah. another strange thing about the Yodorowsky Dune documentary. It's like how all these like random disparate people he managed to find or run into by happenstance or other means. Uh, almost all of them are just like, sure, I'll be in. Yeah. And the thing is with that, uh, that his version of Dune is quoted as like the, uh, uh, the most influential movie that was never made. Because, like, Hodorowski, he saved everything. They, and they did a extensive pre-production. Like, you know, like, those coffee table books that have, like, big pictures and shit? He has one of those that's, like, that big. The, the coffee table oh, book is the coffee it's table. It's fucking huge. It's, like, the entire production <laughs> Bible. And, like, there's all these different scenes that were going to be in the movie that... Because all these other people were well-known figures in movie making beforehand, mm-hmm. they sort of went on to make other movies. And it's like, well, this is an idea that I had. I can't use it for this, so let's recycle it for my other. Like the whole scene where the Ark and the Ark of the Covenant, right of the Lost Ark, where the beam of light goes into the sky, and then like the mist goes out to the uh, soldiers. That was a, a screen uh, in Dune. Uh, much of the Flash Gordon movie. A lot of the aesthetic comes from that. Star Wars. Uh, Alien. Well, Even Masters fucking, of the Universe. Fucking Dano, uh, Dan O'Bannon and H.R. Geiger were on the pre-production for it. So, yeah. like, and, and then they went to do Alien, like, immediately after. 
and like Orson Welles and Salvador Dali were going to be in it. I mean, it, it it would have been a ludicrous film. I'd like to see Orson Welles in anything like that, like Dune. One of my favorite bits about that documentary is like what Yodorowsky did to entice Orson Welles to be in the picture. Because Orson Welles was like, yeah, I don't. It's like I don't know. I'm I'm past acting. I'm sort of move on to bigger things. I'm just want to do my own stuff. And it's like, what if I got you the chef from your favorite Italian restaurant to cook for you personally on the set every day? And he was like, I'm in. <laughs> Son of a bitch, I'm in. Okay, late stage Orson Welles. I could absolutely see that being the thing that drew him in because yeah. he's literally just like eating and drinking wine. Yeah, and drunk all day doing commercials. Yeah, <laughs> As a, and playing a uh, unicron. Yeah. <laughs> God, nice. that just blows my mind. The man who made Citizen Kane's last role was fucking Unicron. In and the I, don't, I, don't, movie. I don't feel like he really knew what the hell it was. It's like, yes, I'm a planner or something. <laughs> but I mean, he did a good job, but, but we're getting distracted. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I feel like it's very cromulent to what we're doing, how it's like how the movie itself was like esoteric and meandering. Yeah. So why shouldn't our conversation about it? You know. That? Yes, I agree. <laughs> well, generally speaking, our conversations are meandering, but the movies we watch are pretty straightforward, so it makes sense that this would be flipped. The roles are reversed. How, oh, how the turntables. Flippity-bippity. Oh, how the tables have shitted themselves. Oh. Now, Jim, I have a question for you. Okay. Now, I know this this uh, version, oh, this God, interpretation yeah. of... Hang on. Oh, God. <laughs> the mic just fell again. off the damn oh. table. Oh, God, well, we yeah. have a bit of an issue right here. Okay. Stand by, everybody. No, that's fine. Con- continue your question, Patrick. <laughs> but, yes, um, well, even though this isn't your interpretation of what, what an art film would be, uh, my question is, what would you consider or what do you th- feel is, like, would qualify as a high art film, something that is more like abstract from your personal taste. Because if it's not Holy Mountain, but what would you see as high art or like something that's a bit more uh, loosey-goosey and it's like like filmmaking and like themes? Okay, so I've been pretty quiet so far. Yes. Um, Here's the thing. I try really hard for as much shit as I get for it, I try really hard to be uh, accepting of things, to, <laughs> to always qualify my statements like, oh, I didn't like this too much. It wasn't for me, but perhaps you'll enjoy it. You know, I do that with comics. I do that with movies, unless there's something that personally offends my entire sensibility. Now, I know you love Man of Steel. There's a lot about the Superman mythos that means a lot to me that I felt Zack Snyder shat on. There's a lot about Man of Steel that I do enjoy. Like, I had no problem with him killing Zod. That happened several times, and he was suitably upset about it. I had a problem with Pa Kent telling him he should have let his friends die because he didn't want the government on his farm. That I hated. Oh, I, I, I never said I agree with everything about that movie. Yeah. I just love it. <laughs> it just like, for, for canon, it's more good than bad. So it's just there's a lot of it that I don't and Zack Snyder's sensibilities as a director, especially I don't I don't like. I'll defend Watchmen, but just just barely, right? Just barely. <laughs> um, yeah. So I try, and like you you guys know that from my reviews on the show for the past the nine months, like yeah. I'm usually higher than everybody else because mm-hmm. I I allow a lot more, you know. <sighs> 
but this this particular thing and this here's the I don't I spent 20 years getting preached to in church and in school and by 90s pop culture every commercial was a PSA don't do drugs you know um so I know what it feels like to be preached at and this movie the entirety of the film such as it is is just one pretentious cockwomble <laughs> preaching at me badly like oh the catholic church is bad i haven't heard that one before oh wait i've heard it for 9000 years at this point right since <laughs> since its inception there've been like complete like fucking martin luther for god's sake <sighs> 95 treaties, I say that's not enough. So it's not that I don't like artsy type things. This particular film, as I said, I felt like I was getting preached to badly by someone who had already disappeared up his own ass trying to sniff his own farts. Like, just from this film, I can tell this is a bad human being who has no business telling anyone else what to do with any aspect of their life. I found that personally offensive. It's like, I'm, I'm looking at how fucking dare you. Oh, no, the Nazis were bad. What? The Catholic Church is, is fucking around with Christianity. Oh, no, Really? It's just, and I, I just fucking hate it. I hate it so goddamn much. Because, like, if you're gonna do a goddamn morality play, if you're gonna try and preach it, people, if you're gonna try to tell people how to live their lives, you're trying to, like, he thinks he's so far above everyone else, yet he refuses to dumb down whatever his message might be so that more people can hear it. He's preaching badly. In addition to being in no position to do any preaching whatsoever. <laughs> I just... Like, if you're going to say something of worth and you feel it's that important, you should say it in a way that people can understand that doesn't feel like you're talking down to them. But somebody you don't understand, people are too stupid they must be insulted. <laughs> <laughs> That's why every every single thing when you have a learned statement, you must grind it into their face and make them feel bad for not knowing. That that's that's just common sense, Jimmy. Now I have to grind my grind your nose and your ignorance. So I just like there's nothing up like oh the character's name is Mars and they like war. Like really? Oh my god, that's brilliant. Thank you. Go fuck yourself. It's just, it's, it's like I said, so, so painfully, irritatingly obvious while he's desperately trying to be obtuse and edgy. He feels like he would be in the back of the high school class in his leather pants, smoking a cigarette while the teacher's trying to teach. Like, yeah, bro, you just got to get on my level. Like, he feels like he would say that everyone else should get on his level unironically. And I just... Everything he does 
He's doing it for his own self-gratification, and he's doing it badly. And just the idea that all of those resources could have been put towards anything else, and they weren't. <laughs> In addition to the fact that he has a fucking dog fight, and he's blowing up frogs. <laughs> there are dead animals all over the place. Fuck this guy. It's a bad time to mention that the money they were burning was actually real money. <laughs> God <laughs> fucking... I don't know that to be true. <laughs> I would not no. be surprised. That's the problem. <laughs> like, if you told me that it was real money, I'm like, yes, of course it was. That's why this whole movie, at no point did I feel like, oh, this movie's insane as I'm watching it. I'm just watching it being angrier and angrier. Like, of course... That's something he why, why wouldn't he do that He's just jerking off Right outside of the frame Of the fucking camera oh, I'm so smart <laughs> What do you think That goo was uh, It's just oh, So much goo <laughs> yeah. So much goo I was like, like What it, is this goo What What, what is this goo And you say, you say It was banned From the Cannes Festival Because it was controversial I would have banned it because it was shit. It's just bad. It's You know what it's like? This whole movie felt like Lady in the Water where M. Night Shyamalan cast himself as the author that's going to change the world. That's what, the, except at least M. Night Shyamalan kept that shit to like a, a, a small cameo part. He didn't cast himself as the wise old guru leading everybody else and then fucking the Monty Python ending panning out. Where, guess what? We're in a fucking movie. <laughs> this movie felt like Monty Python if somebody else was doing it and trying to be serious, yeah, but, just, but that, but they, but for, a, for some strange reason, I find that like entertaining, like well, like the fact that it is just this level of excess, like you know, like obviously everything you're saying, like I, I totally get, and plus, why like, we watch the documentary where he just literally him saying his point of view, yeah. like hell, he says it in, in this movie too, but for whatever reason, like I found that to be funny, like you know, like I that's. Everything you're saying is like, yeah, yeah I agree with. You. Yeah, he's he's very self-aggrandizing, but like somehow that was funny to me. I think that was funny. And I, I get that. It's, it's like it's, it's just yeah. so over the top. I th I think part of that is due to to previous life experiences between the two of us. Because you know, like I I can't watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, it's not funny to me. It makes me sad because I knew this. I grew up with those people. I was raised by people like that. Yeah. So I don't find it funny. It makes me sad. Yeah. And that's how I feel about this. Like, I've, I've known these sorts of assholes my whole life. Most of them are pastors. Yeah. As like, I, I'm the smartest person alive. You need to pay me $100,000 a year to tell you what's in this book that we all have a copy of. You know, and it's just, I just hate it because these are the sort of people that at best... They just do their own stupid thing and are and like they leave other people alone and they just sit there and think about how great they are. And at worst, they hurt other people in the process of it. It's damaging to everything they touch. And I hate it. Now to answer your question, I particularly enjoyed Darren Aronofsky's The Fountain. I thought that was a fun film. It's the one with Hugh Jackman and Rachel Weiss. Is that where he like Hugh Jackman? Is that the one with the meme with Hugh Jackman just like all like covered in gold light? Is like that's the oh, one. Like okay. Future, past, <laughs> and middle. Like See, art, that was Shim. I need to put art films in in mean language. Right. Sorry. In uh, gift format only. Now again, gift format only. I think I think Aronofsky is very similar in that he's he's a pretentious <laughs> shithead, but I liked the aesthetic of the fountain, and I liked the performance and the fact that there was something of a story. Yeah. Uh, also, I, I like his treatment for Batman Year One that never happened because it was 
fucking insane. Was it, was that the one where Alfred was a black woman? A black mechanic lady, <laughs> yes. That's the one. And but, Batman was, in fact, wearing hockey pads. <laughs> but, Shimmy, what was your favorite part of the Holy Mountain? <laughs> I think probably when the credits came up and I realized it was... <laughs> what was your favorite part? I think I liked the end. <laughs> Yeah, let's talk about the end for a second. Uh, we just brought it up, how it's like, oh, it's revealed that it's all just a movie. Now, I do understand the Monty Python, like, if they're yeah. trying to be serious, bit. I get that. I feel that one. I was just like, uh, and, I, and, I, and I also feel, I, I get why you enjoy it, but at the same time, I'm at that point where, you went so far to try to give a certain point across in whatever way you were trying to do it right there. Yeah. And then just to just come all the way around and go, you know what? It's all bullshit. Bye-bye. Pretentious <laughs> asshole. I, 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 I will say I was surprised by, like, the meta reveals, like, psych bitch, it's a movie. Yeah, well, I will say, like, I, I get where you're coming from. I will push back a little bit. He he is a little more self-aware than I think you give him credit for. And I think the ending kind of explains that. Like, he takes literally these world leaders up to the Holy Mountain, tells them they're going to gain immortality, meaning a life or whatever. And then he's like, all right, yeah, this is all, like, he's like, it's like, don't listen to me because this is just a, another false idol like all the other things that he went he uh that he showed them to showed them to throughout and, and i mean and he is on record saying he is not a genius i mean i i, I could understand <laughs> that like like yeah he can be self-aware but he still did all of this yeah just because somebody knows they're a pretentious asshat doesn't make them not a pretentious asshat. And if anything, that makes it worse. Well, I, like, as far as, like, the pretension goes, I, I think it is just more like... I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. Um, because now you saying the thing you said made me think he just put his own movie on the level of political systems, religious systems, all that shit. Well, well, well I, don't, I don't think it's his movie in particular... It is film as a whole. It's like, it's like for for what you you can gain out of this if you can, but like also realize that this is just at the end of the day images on screen, and that you have to live your life at some point. You know, goodbye to the holy mountain. Real life awaits. Again, it just feels like he's preaching badly to me. And, and I, I just, and I I totally get that. This movie is like the world's longest like panoramic painting. <laughs> like just just going all the way around for days and days on. Like I said, like I'm going to give it credit where it's due. Like the sh there are some shots that are fan fucking tastic. Yeah, I, like I colors popping left and right. The, the sets and were great. Sets I agree. were fucking great. Like some of the the props and shit, yeah. like the weird tubes and things, like the sci-fi, the, the, like, the giant like sex vagina machine. Robot vagina. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Was I wrong? What, did that vagina a have a little baby? Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. it had yep. a robot baby. Yeah, it had a robot baby. Okay, like confirmed. The, well, but what was the goo though? Tell me what the goo is, Jedrowski. <laughs> I, I think we know what the goo is. 
Probably created the uh, is it cake meme before the meme was even a meme. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Before memes got, were memes. I before guess. memes were memes. Yeah, yeah, when, when, like when, when the Christ thief uh, figure is like when he was smashing all the, the, the facsimiles of himself. And there's one that he's like eating the face of because it's made of cake. Then he ties yeah. it to balloons and sends it off into the sky. It's like, goodbye, Jesus. Yeah. Bye, Jesus. You're, uh, Cake face, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, everyone's just like, Bye. Jesus, phone home. Oh, man. A lot of, like, shots of, of people getting shot and, like, birds coming out of wounds. Mm-hmm. I, I, thought, I thought that was a really cool, like, effect. I mean, that was well, neat. When, like, the, when that one person was shot and, like, the birds were For as weird as it fucking yeah. was, it was neat to pull a shot like that off in 73. Yeah, as well that, as they did, I guess. Well, and also that—that's also like they're—they're they're shooting this. They shoot, shot this movie in Mexico. Yeah, and, and uh, Hodorowski's from Chile, and I know like around this time there were like student protests against the government, and then the government went and you know things went badly, and I think because a, a lot of like that there's that scene, and then there's a scene later on with the guy who. He's in charge of the police force and uh, snips people's nuts. And uh, they did bad math. Yeah, I knew. <laughs> yeah, that made me mad too. The guy's like, "Yeah, I just, I just cut off your balls. Now you join 999 other testicles, other people with now my thousand testicle wall." I'm like, no, no, no. If it's a thousand people, that's two thousand testicles. Yeah, your math yeah. is wrong. Like that's basic math. I was about to say, if you're, well, you can't be like yeah. confusing the scrotum for actual testicles at this point. You do have two thousand testicles. Your math is off, sir. And I can see people reading that as like the he, he's correct. the captain of the police. He's supposed to be stupid. You know, I, I just totally think he fucked that up. Because <laughs> if if it had been drawn to his attention in the film, like, uh, don't you mean two thousand? Then sure, he's supposed to be dumb. I just think they fucked it up. But also, the military grooms uh, young boys like uh, pedophiles. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, like, in that scene, to get back to my point, was, you know, there were a student protest, and they were, that's when they were, like, throwing the paint on everybody as sort of, like, a more absurd representation of clashes with the police and college students. Yeah, because, like, that's definitely not something that still happens. No, what are you no, talking about? Yeah, yeah what are you talking d- about? We have definitely grown past police Every, violence and student protesting. Everybody gets along. What are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. There's a person of every nation holding hands in their front yard. There are no protests in Ba Sing Se, Pat. <laughs> hands Across America actually happened. We're doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> actually, we never let go of the hands. It's very hard to use the bathroom when all the other countries hold in your hand. <laughs> But also, you don't get scared when you go to the, uh, the bathroom at night because you have, mm-hmm. have all America with you. Right. Yeah. Uh, but how do you hold your dick if everyone is holding your hands? Uh, they hold my dick. But no, their hands are in your hands. Whose hands are holding your dick? Who watches the Watchmen? <laughs> <laughs> Who is Gamora? <laughs> Why is Gamora? <laughs> just peeing everywhere. There's <laughs> just so much piss and shit running down people's <laughs> God, but, that was the opening shot of the movie. Pee pee. Oh yeah, down yes. The yeah, guy was pissing himself. Yeah, that was a lot of piss. That oh, was man, was a lot of pee. Like the more I try to think of like all of the like the like just I guess shocking things that were in this movie, uh, the more it's hard to remember them. 
Like I know yeah. it's like like I mentioned earlier, it kind like, of blends together at a certain. Like point. what what was the uh, uh, the planet where he like had a bunch of like naked human art everywhere? And then went under the butthole and then decided to go bloop and put his finger up there. Yeah. That was oh, the, Jupiter? I think it was Jupiter, the, the guy who had the art factory. Yeah, the art factory. I, when he said factory, I was wondering how this one was going to pan out. In <laughs> art factory, like fart factory. <laughs> like, I was anticipating the worst. I, 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 I swear to God, I thought this man was going to get shat on. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, was, this is I the type of movie that, where yeah. that would happen. Oh, yeah. God. I was like, no. He's yeah. Get it off. He's like, I want this man to be shat on. And he's going to be grateful for the experience. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's about that time when we take yeah. a commercial break. So, uh, yeah. Are we, are we breaking for commercials or are we uh, wrapping it up? Uh, yeah. I mean, Jonathan, what do you want to do? I mean, honestly, like. I don't have too much more to go into it. I mean, movie's rather dense, but, I mean, we kind of went over the major parts of it. Okay. Well, I mean, if, if you're good with it, then I'm good with it. Do we want to spin your wheel? Yeah, I'm yeah, going to spin the wheel. All right. <laughs> While Pat's setting that up, we can go ahead and get the, uh, get the, the stuff out of the way, the plugs. Jonathan? Uh, my name is Jonathan. You can follow me on Twitter at J O N I I B Y twenty four and John Onson letter uh, John Onson twelve on Letterbox. <gasps> oh! I wasn't even looking oh, this time. No! Oh, hey, I was bound to mess up at some point. <laughs> Bad, it happened. <laughs> uh, Do it again. I wasn't looking. <laughs> and, and, uh, and to Justin. To Canon, to Pat, no. and to our viewers at home, our lovely viewers at home, I apologize. No, you don't have to apologize. No, you got nothing to apologize for. The shithead that made this movie has to apologize. I want. To, is he dead? I'm sure he's dead. No, he is, so. he is fucking alive. At well, like motherfucker, 92. if you were listening to this podcast oh, no. by some like oh, no. vanity searching Twitter and some shit, you owe me an apology and two hours of my life back, <laughs> you piece of shit. I'm not gonna lie. I don't even think he knows what Twitter is. Some his assistant better go goddamn tell him. Yeah, I need to say something, and I mean this with all my heart the Snyder cut felt shorter this movie felt hella long I, 15 like, minutes in I was upset like it I was kn- only 15 like minutes I knew. I knew it was two hours but every time like it I, it came up to where I thought this was it, it like it 34 can't. minutes showed yeah. up and I was like uh, <laughs> yeah it, like even as me who rather enjoys this movie it does feel long mm-hmm uh, Cannon, where can the people find you? Well, they can find me at that Cannon guy on Twitter, Instagram, and the Letterboxed. Cool. Uh, Pat, uh, you can find him at John Lost His Name Art, and you can also listen to him if you're listening to the week that's coming out on All You Can Hear, where they're doing something. I don't fucking know. Um, Excuse me, I can speak for myself. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um, you can follow me. On Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at John Lost His Name, my art on Facebook at John Lost His Name, art. And if you're listening to it the week it comes out on Monday, July, whoa, I had a bit of a brain blast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I've been, I think a little Yodorowsky got in my bloodstream. Uh, but no, on Monday, October 4th, AYC is released episode 232, where Jonathan, Cannon, and myself, we did Lads Make an Exorcism movie, where we made our own homespun exorcism film and I think it was really something to uh, to admire if you go and check that out. Lin-Manuel, and on, Lin-Manuel Miranda, I'm sorry. Or are we? 
I feel like he has something to apologize for too. <laughs> uh, but and, and, and including on Tuesday, October fifth, there is a new episode of The Late Takes where Tanner had a taste test of the fried chicken restaurant Slim Chickens with Cody, Colt, and Wenzel, and they tried that out. I had that for dinner tonight. Yep, they're delicious. There's so, a lot of Slim Chickens floating around here lately. Oh yeah, it, no, it's, 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 it's a fantastic. new chicken finger restaurant, and uh, we we really uh, we're really fond of it. Yeah, it's better than Old Charlie's. I want to try one of the sandwiches. I need to try something. I keep getting the hungry plate, but I'm always hungry. Hungry. He hungry. hungry. Right. Uh, I'm Captain Shimmy. You can find me at all the Captain Shimmy shit we normally do. Let's spin the wheel. <laughs> this will be for our next Uncaged episode in December, unless we change something and do one earlier. Never know with us. Th- we'll that's see. the open blanket for uh, Uncaged. Because we got spin spots the wheel in for, November, so, yeah. you know. That, 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 <laughs> see, that, that's why you subscribe to us, because yeah. we're unpredictable. Right. Yeah. Pure chaos. You never know. You never fucking know what's going to happen. I'm actually kind of nervous. It's going to land Jonathan's again. Oh, thank oh, God. Well, if it doesn't, then... Uh, oh! Joe! It finally happened, brother! It's finally happening! Yes. Our next, yes. Our, our yes. next uncaged episode will be Celebrity Impressions. We might have to move this one up. <laughs> uh, it's a game that we came up with that we think is going to be a lot of fun and very embarrassing for all of us. Oh, it's so. going to be so good. It'll definitely show time. certain people's strengths and weaknesses. Oh, for sure, for sure. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, look forward to that, and we will see you all next week uh, with Vampire's Kiss with our special guest, Ken Logan, good friend of mine. Mm. Bye, everyone. You are excrement. Shit you will turn cup. yourself into gold. gold. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to do that, and then I was like, I golded. I, I golded. I, like, I golded. <laughs> shit in this cup. I golded. <laughs>